Hello, and welcome to the Magnetically You podcast. I'm your host, Madison Zerdyke. I'm a mindset and energy coach here to help you feel your freaking best and manifest a life full of magic, miracles, and abundance. I know that whatever led you here did not happen by coincidence. So I am so excited and grateful to have you here. So let's let the magic begin. Hi, and welcome back to the Magnetically You podcast. I have Phil Attar. Am I saying that right? Yes, Phil Here Attar. today. I found him through my coach, Jen, and just resonated so deeply with his truth bombs and wisdom and energy and presence and had to have him on the show. So he's a mindset and embodiment coach, and his practice is centered around his somatic heart breath energy method, a way to uncover deeper energetic traumas within your body and empower greater embodiment of your unique algorithm. His methods have transformed his own life from dis-ease into ease, holistically overcoming his own Graves autoimmune disease that left him with permanently crossed eyes in 2010. Now committed to helping other coaches and healers lead humanity into shifting out of the patriarchal paradigms that no longer serve us. So welcome, Phil. I'm so happy to have you here. <laughs> it sounds so serious now. I'm going to write a new one. <laughs> <laughs> I like to play. That's it. Let's just play. But Let's yeah. just play. Yeah, nothing's that Thank serious you. anyways, is it? I appreciate you having me. And Jen, Jen is like my bestie. Shout out to Jen. Um, Hi, Jen. Just we love her you. A shout out. Love her so much. I love her so much. So yeah, thank same. you. Yeah, welcome. Thank you for being here. So tell us a little bit about your journey and your story and what kind of led you to doing what you're doing today. It's funny. However many times I've been asked that question, I'm like, whoa, yeah. I mean, we all have our own journey, right? You know, mine was, I used to work in fashion, long, very long story short about that one. Worked in that industry for about 17 years, which is where I met Jen. And I was an art director and creative director and designer in that industry. And, you know, in the beginning, I loved it. It was everything I wanted it to be. I grew up in Toronto, Canada and Vancouver, Canada as well. And just, you know, I always wanted to move to New York City. And then when I had the opportunity, uh, the Canadian company I work for moved me to New York City in like 2004. Wow, actually, it's, it's been a while. Yeah, New York City was a different spot then for sure totally different vibe, moved to New York City then and built that successful creative director career that I always wanted. I started working with companies like Vogue and Condé Nast and Interview Magazine and Swarovski and all these fashion brands and Coach and whatnot. And, you know, through all that work, I just kind of, after years in it, I didn't really become bitter, actually. I was still, you know, grateful but I really felt I wasn't living my purpose and I got a disease, long story short, but like it really, the stress built up. And if anyone knows about that fashion, advertising, branding industry, it can, you're grinding all the time. Doesn't matter how much of an executive you are. I was getting paid a really fat check. I loved it, but it was, it kind of demolished me to the point where I got Graves disease and became cross-eyed in 2010 and 11. And then that catapulted me into this path of healing now that's in a nutshell we can talk about the healing maybe later or another time but yeah that's in a nutshell how i got here and now i've cultivated that connection in myself for and i'm still always learning and and open and it's been divine with a capital d that connection mm -hmm. to life force and i discovered who i truly am in a now moment now i'm just sharing it that's it 
that's all. I love it. Okay, we'll end it there. All right. <laughs> end <laughs> of story, day. guys. Have a great day. Um, no, While okay, I thank pour you. my coffee. Yes, do your thing. You know what's really interesting is I've had so many people on the podcast in my experience as well where there was a misalignment with life purpose that seemed to be the catalyst for disease in the body coming to life. And then it's like that then leading on leading into be, being like the driver towards the purpose. Like, have you noticed that that theme where it's like there, it seems to be like a, I don't know, like a very typical pattern where it's like, we're not in living in alignment with our purpose, but instead of just going <laughs> like, okay, let's just go live in alignment with our purpose. It's like, like breakdown and oftentimes like an experience with health that then is the catalyst for us to finally like look at things and, and heal and like shift in that direction of our purpose. So have you noticed that? And yeah, I, I'm just curious what your thoughts are on that. Oh yeah. I mean, that's the core of my work, helping people shift into, I, I've, I've shifted perspectives of it though. What I've come to understand in the like thousands of client sessions I've now had over the years is that, I mean, as you're calling out, that purpose or that that trauma, the quote unquote misalignment informs the purpose. It is the gateway to it. And then the gateway to purpose, let's now spin that, is just being present in who you are, period. And if you're now going to dissect, if we can dive into that, like present in who you are now, and even for any listeners, like let's just take a breath and listen to that for a second. So we're not just cognitively hearing the words, just even like take a quick I'm doing it now too. If I'm present in who I am, I'm already going to, let's go deep right now. Screw it. <laughs> like, All right, let's do I'm it. Right. <laughs> let's just do it. Go deep. Like, I, everyone's like, Phil, you just can't freaking help it. Like just <laughs> present who you are. Who are you? I am here now in Vancouver, Canada, talking to you, Madison, after you DM me and we're like, yeah, let's do it. Let's talk. And we got Jen in coming. Like, sure, let's do it. And it's like, I am here as a product of everything before me. So question, was I misaligned there? Do you feel me? Or was I just not aware of the algorithm of how this all works? Alignment, it's kind of like, was I misaligned? In a moment then I was aligned. I was aligned being a creative director. I, I grew up wanting to be in fashion because of insecurities. I can get into the conditioning of that. I grew up wanting to find my identity because I was an Iraqi, Filipino, Muslim, Roman Catholic in a Portuguese or European neighborhood. And I was like, who am I? Everyone seems so defined. Everyone's family feels so defined. And mine's like chaos, single mother, father, schizophrenic. And I'm like, oh, whatever. And I'm seeking identity. So then I seek identity, I go into fashion because it's a perfect way to mask your identity. And I'm like, oh, I can master this. You do this, you're popular. You do this, you make money. Oh, that's easy. And then that happened. Popular, make money, move to New York City, blah, blah, blah. Everything I wanted from my insecurities. So it informed me. It created me. Was I misaligned? I'm getting meta here. I'm questioning even how I've taught it in the past. Do you feel me? It's like, yeah, it's such a good question. It's like, are we ever actually out of alignment or was it all, or was it all alignment? And this, we were just telling stories about like, and labels and mental preferences of like, well, that was good. And that was in alignment, but that was bad. And that was out of alignment. And it's like, what exactly. if something my inner voice recently told me that came to me is like, 
there is no like in alignment out of alignment. It's like a river is a river. It just flows. Sometimes there's rapids. Sometimes it's still when there's rapids, it doesn't mean it's broken when it's not moving. It doesn't mean it's broken. It's just, it's a river. It's always flowing. It's doing what it needs to do. It's moving in the ways it needs to move. Like the river that formed the grand Canyon, like wasn't worrying about whether it was in alignment or not. It just was, and it was always in that flow. And it's like, can we trust that? Like we are that same life force energy that's like causing the river to flow in the ways it's meant to flow. It's like, what if we were flowing the ways we were meant to flow all along and we're building a grand Canyon. (laughs) So good. That was that was wicked brilliant exactly i was just in the grand canyon a few months a month and a bit ago it's awesome best spot ever but that's it i mean it we were like you were who you were you experienced the conditioning the repeated patterns the quote-unquote traumas the tensions the the depression the anxieties i did the same we all do the same we all go, go through the ebb through the flow the difference is we're just not conscious we're mm. we're at times confused of how it works. We question it. We, we suffer because we're not aware of what I've just keep calling. It's well, I'm not calling it, but what we're calling now, and I'm calling it like the algorithm. Like I have another mm-hmm. Instagram account called the algorithm of God. Cause I just want to call out the codes. There's no coaching on that account. It's like, no, here's a code of how this works. It's a program. Like it really is like you have conditioned responses that respond based on how you grew up, Madison, to your parents, what your mother said to you, how you reacted back. And that builds up as tension and ease in the cells. It manifests you. So I could not be from brand identity, insecure child to identity, brand identity, fashion. What do I do now? I help people with their identities and purpose. What's the difference? One involves image, one now involves just imagination. You know, it's the same. It's like, you look at it and I'm like, I am who I am. The difference, now I can feel how this works to a degree, right? That's Mm -hmm. it, it's beautiful. And when you do that, you're so much more at peace. You're just like, in this space, I guess the ultimate point of this program, if when you dive into this, what people have called enlightenment, which is just seeing clearly, like to see, how it works, not necessarily to be above anyone, but just to see I am what I am in a moment and I'm not suffering even when I'm in pain. Beautiful. Yeah. Do you think, do you think it is? It really is. Do you think most of the suffering comes from trying to be somewhere we're not like we're, it's like, I'm right here right now, but like mentally there's a story that I should be like there. And it's that like illusion between like, I'm here and what I think I'm supposed to be or what I think I want is there. So like, I can't allow myself in order to be happy, to be fulfilled, to feel successful and, until that gap is closed. And it's like the gap was an illusion the whole time. And I think it's like going back into the now, into the present, that's what like dissolves that illusory gap. And then you realize it was never a thing to begin with. That's so beautifully said, done. End of podcast now. Like that's it. <laughs> that's, that's so beautiful. That's it. I don't even need to add anything to that. That's beautiful. It's the gap is, you know what the gap is? The gap is space time. That's the gap. Yes. The gap is space, three dimensions of space where you have, you know, up, down, left, right, depth, height, width, where you have, and what is that? That is light, light, manifest, like light manifesting in vibrational form. And the space is created with the fourth dimension of time, movement within the field. So Mm -hmm. if I'm moving from here to here, my hand, that's time. Here's before and there's after. Mm. This is faster. 
Now, time is right. Let's get into how this has to do with what you're talking about. It's an illusion because it's perception of movement. It is we can we can measure time to a degree based on a variation, you know, movement around the sun. But your perception of an hour in the morning could be different. We got on this podcast at 11.03, or I got on Zoom with you here on the PST time, at least 11.03. I was a bit late, had a bit of a frantic morning, some stuff to do. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, it's 11 o'clock already? That felt like one hour when I woke up at 7 a.m. It felt like an hour. And that perception, right, condenses time. Now, Mm. suffering, let's get back to what you're saying, happens when we are not present in where we are in space-time, and we're now literally using the magic of our brain, our human consciousness, to then leap in time travel into another point in space and be like, I'm not there. That Mm. looks like it looks so much better. That place is like, well, when I have that money, when I have that partner, when I have that baby, when I have that house, when I have that job, when I'm in living my purpose, when I'm sharing my gifts with power, when I'm there, I'll be better. And that distance is literally friction in space-time. It's like a dissonance. And then that lives in the body. Then we're like anxious and we feel like shit. And then we suffer. When we condense that, literally, energetically, mentally, and you're just in your body. When we say presence, well, what are we talking about with now? We're talking about in your where where does now live? Mm-hmm. Your body actually lives in it now. It only lives now. Your body doesn't live in the future. Your body is always now. So when we talk about even my title as embodiment coach, and I know you too as in coaching, we talk about embodiment lately. We're what are we doing? It's, we're we're embodying the body. You collapse time. You are present. You no longer suffer. And it all has to do with this dimension. So if you think of even the construct of it, space, time, the dimension of it, suffering, distance, being here now, you're like, well, snap, you can't escape that, can you? That's just the way it is. (laughs) (laughs) What else is there to do? And then when you figure it out, you're like, cool, make my coffee, go for, you know, do whatever I need to do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Do you have any practices for... Like, what are your practices that you use with yourself and your clients to like ground into that presence, into that now moment or the now moment, I should say? You know, it's really only one practice. It's, and we can do it right now. I can offer it to everyone here. It's the same thing I've been doing for like, well, even since I was in disease in 2011, 2010, like it's the same thing I discovered. Well, I, I can't say I discovered this is human. It's God, life force. It's not some... I like to think of it as magic, but it's not. But it's you're, you're breathing deeply, somatically connecting to your body to the point where you feel more than you've ever felt in your life. And the feeling is can grow infinitely into mm-hmm. the macro, into the micro, into the quantum. That's it. If I had to sum it up, you're embodying your body somatically and energetically. That's it. When you can actually breathe into the body, and we can do it quickly right now, Like what I do now is even like my feet were kind of tense. Like I was like, I don't know how to describe this. My feet were perched. Like I was on my toes and now I'll put them on the rug. And four or five seconds in through the nose and out. What that does breathing in through the nose and out, it 
lowers the brain waves, lowers your heart rate. Not too much oxygen, but just enough. And you get to regulate time. You're literally able to slow time with a slower breath. So four or five seconds in through the nose. Now, depending if someone smokes. <laughs> I used to be a smoker for 17, 18, I don't know how many years, 15, 18 years or something. When I was younger. Yeah. Could not. Now, just plant your feet. If, if anyone's sitting down, I assume, just firmly on the ground and just feel your feet planted firmly on the ground. Just release attention to your ankles, your calves, your knees, your thighs. Release the tension. Find that deep breath. Release the tension to your waist, your stomach, your chest, your rib cage. And we take our time with this. If anyone's waiting for what's next, there's nothing next. Just keep going. That's the point. Long, slow, deep breath in and out through the nose. Release the tension now from your waist, your stomach, your chest, your rib cage, your shoulders. Like the more micro an area you pick in your body, the more tension you release in your cells. If anyone's looking at my the screen right now, like this is your cell, like my hand clenched in a fist. When you, when you accumulate tensions of thoughts, of stress, of emotions, yourself, that's literally what's happening, friction. Mm -hmm. When you start to do this and you breathe and you release tension in your muscles, you're just opening up to the energy that's already inside of you. Even the energy around the nucleus of your atoms, there's like 99.999% energy space around the nucleus. That's like a pea in the center of a baseball field. That's how much space is around you. And that space is the same space in outer space. It's all this dark matter, a dark energy rather, not even matter, energy. It's life force breathing. And what are we doing? Opening up to breathe more of it in. Because we're usually so focused on the thing, on the person, on the place, on the mic, on the screen, on the car. We're focused on the vibrational matter, not the empty space that's full of potent vibrational energy as well. Long, mm -hmm. slow, deep breath. I release the tension in my knees, my elbows, my fingertips. I'll ask you now, anyone here listening, even you, Madison, open your eyes. I didn't even know we'd go here, but I guess it's inevitable. I needed it too. It's beautiful. Open your eyes. And now I prefer to, let's keep our eyes open. When you do this, you can actually do this now throughout your day. That's the key. In my practice, we actually don't wait for my calls, my group calls, my private sessions. I don't ask my client to wait for a time. I don't ask them to wait for anything in between. I don't ask them to wait for the headphones where they can listen to my MP3 tracks. We do this when you're typing your emails. Mm -hmm. I mean, with everything going on in the world, everyone should be listening to this right now, I hope. <laughs> 
share this with as many people to just, and let's continue. 30 more seconds, not even. Release attention to your ears, your cheeks, your eyes, your nose, your lips, eyes open. The more you do this, this is it. This is all there is. The more you breathe in your body, any construct outside of you is irrelevant. Any story outside of you or inside of you is irrelevant. I am here. I am not in the past. Absolutely, I can imagine a future. I could think of a memory from the past, but its waveform does not grab hold of me. It's like you almost dissolve the tether to the past and the future, even if you can gaze into them. And when you do this, you embody your body. You do this more potently every day, multiple times every day, in any now moment. In weeks to months, you will literally embody a new body. You'll embody a new vibrational state. And then you are your quote-unquote as you called out in the beginning so poignantly, your true self outside of the conditioning of the trauma from the collective. Mm -hmm. You dissolve the vibration that you've been carrying of all of those codes because now you are just here. Mm -hmm. And then everything changes. Go take more action, go do more work, go make more money, go help more people, go find align with who you are. Because you're like, oh, this is just me. I don't have to align with anything. I'm just expressing. My gosh, so good. I loved that. I like when we first started, I was like seeing this, like almost like a, it was like opening like a, a present box and just like opening all these like different like, <laughs> like pieces and layers. And then I like felt very like, my body felt like empty, but not in a bad way, just like infinite space. And then it started feeling like a dissociation of like, or not even dissociation, but like almost like less of a separation to no separation between like where my like arm is and where the space <laughs> around me starts, if that makes sense. Yeah, um, that's actually the next like level. Really, really light. And now, yeah, like what came through kind of as you were like speaking about that was just like, it's one thing to be like, nothing matters, but the present moment, but to feel that yes, at the same time is a Bingo. completely different experience. And I think that's what I was really feeling. I was having the thought, literally nothing matters, but right now and having that feeling so strong, like, so strong, but also like really light and open at the same time. It was almost like my eyes wanted to be like teary. I just like oh my gosh, like, it's like, I can let go of everything else, but right now, and it just like, when you can allow yourself to really feel that and be in that, it just feels so incredible. And I think like, that's really the place where then, like you said, it's like, you take the actions, you do the things. It's like, that's the potent presence where potent actions like naturally like well up from, if that makes sense. Like, is that, what would you say, about action and how that kind of like fits into into all of this and, and everything that you do. That's it. It's like, so a lot of times the misconception, and it's all an arc. Again, it's happening the way it happens. 
like spirituality, quote unquote, religion and modern spirituality, new age that we're even shifting out of the quote unquote new age now. It's like something new is forming a new understanding, a deeper understanding. And it just, again, it's evolving. There'll be another understanding after us. Like it'll <laughs> keep evolving. I even let go of that. I'm like, this is our understanding now. Mm. When you can feel the rhythm that even in earlier, let's say the last several hundred years, 50, 60 years of spirituality and this, this, this knowing, the language of it, it's had to really in reaction to an overly aggressive patriarchal society that is built up over thousands of years, quite frankly, where we, we've, it's pretty obvious we've, we're hitting it, we've hit the tipping point. We're not hitting it. We're in it. We're like, okay, this is it. <laughs> it's, I don't even have to call that out anymore. It's like, hello. Yeah. When you can feel the rhythm of that, you can see how meditation, spirituality in the past was used to, to recede in a good way, to nurture and heal. The challenge people faced in, in this, this energy of healing, of the healing arts for I'd say the last 50 years, if not for a long time, but I'm just calling out modern new age theories, is that it keeps people stuck still that they still need healing. Mm. And then you see people not striving to achieve more, not still kind of stuck financially. How many spiritual practitioners do we know? Me in the past, I'll put my hand up. Thank God, not, not anymore. I've gotten out of that. But it's like, no, you know, that, that you know, are in debt or aren't taking care of their bodies mm. or aren't, they're still, yeah, they have beautiful, peaceful hearts, but they're still not in this dimension taking care of what needs to be taken care of. And they're, we call that bypassing, right? You know, spiritually bypassing. And it's, it's still, again, with love, it's, it's a necessary place humanity needed to be in. Now with embodiment and what practitioners like us are talking about now, like with, in my practice, somatic embodiment, like viscerally, what you called out, you have to feel it. You have to feel it. It's like, you have to feel it. That's, that's a, all I just do. Just a thought in the mind, right? It's not a thought. It actually, it's not thoughts. It's the kin. You are vibrational feeling that ignites the thought. The yeah. thought is secondary. The feeling, the vibration is first. When you embody your body with more hyper presence and potency, and you are in close proximity, like you are really inside of it, you will feel when you're bypassing. You will feel like, oh no, that's like, I'm not working more and paying my bills because there's a subconscious cap around me because I don't want to go back into disease from all those years working in advertising where I made half a million dollars. And now if mm -hmm. I work more as a spiritual practitioner, I'll go back into disease and I'll move to Connecticut and I'll have a violent life and I'll have a violent marriage and I'll go into like $80,000 in debt because of all the medical bills I went to and my eyes went cross-eyed and my eyes were bulging. And I'm like, ah, that's what I'm thinking in my head. Meanwhile, mm -hmm. that's what my brain's thinking. In my body, this was me like seven years ago, in my body, my body's like, oh, no, Phil, you're safe, man. You're cool. It's done. And the more I embodied that, then the extra efforting that I perceived as too much before, now it's effortless efforting. Mm. I'm, just in, I'm just in flow. Do I work more to make more money? Of course I do. But it's not more of anything. I'm just, yesterday I was up till 11 p.m. doing some stuff and I was so wired. I'm like, I need to play half an hour video games to get down from this shit. <laughs> so, so I pulled out my Nintendo Switch and I'm like, I'm playing this really calm spiritual game called Ori. It's beautiful, by the way. And I'm like, oh, I just need to like calm down for a bit. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love that. Yeah, it's does that make sense? I mean, I know yeah. it does too, but yeah. It does. And it, that's perfect that you brought that up because I actually wrote down something from one of your Instagram posts that really stood out to me. And it was, 
you've been playing small because you still feel you need more healing and less doing. You subconsciously fear diving back into dis-ease again, and you are not selling your services with power. And that just jumped out at me so much because I think a, a lot in the coaching industry, like so many of us, like I know myself included, have experienced like really deep trauma around like overdoing and overly masculine like strategies and formulas and you must do these 10 steps to make a million dollars and you have to do all these things and these a million steps and you have to work a million hours and so through that we burn out we do go into dis-ease and we're like ooh, like fuck that and then we it's almost like we then shy away from action because it's like, yee, action is bad. Action is scary. Action leads to burnout. And, and there's like that part of the process where it's like letting go of that. And then we almost like go into this void or at least I did. And then I was able to like act from a place of flow and alignment where it's like a completely different experience, but there is that like program of like, it's like, is this action in alignment or not? Is this going to take me back into disease? And it's like that like comes up. Yeah. in our journey. So anyways, I'm curious, like what your thoughts are on that. I know you kind of just like talked a bunch about that, but is there anything else that like comes up as I like read that back to you? Well, when you talk about the trigger, the trigger is a big thing with it, the reaction, right? Mm -hmm. It's like sub that's the subconscious conditioning. You know, that's the kind of the one thing I grabbed from everything you said. Well, there's everything you said was potent, but the one thing that's like sticking out is the triggered responses are trigger. Let's call out what that feels like. It, but who's pulling it? Mm-hmm. The triggers being pulled. This it's all fucking. Sorry, it's I swear I don't know who's if this it. is explicit on your podcast. <laughs> Everyone's like, okay, this is explicit now, Phil. Thank you. I'm like the the the, the trigger is being pulled by tension that was already pre-programmed into you that was already there. And it is automatically pulling because it is automatically reacting to conditioned programming to the way you were doing it in survival. And now it no longer serves you. You did it subconsciously as a child, young adulthood, because mm. it protected you from a deeper feeling or wound. Now, when you grow older, those conditions are no longer there. The person, the mother, the father, the, the sibling, the, the condition, the, the experience is gone. But the trigger, the, the algorithm of it, it's a program. It's, it's formulated in your DNA. is still there. So that, that creates these conditioned responses. The work now is then to release the tension of that, that conditioning. So it no so longer the has the like weight on you that like drives you into like reaction. Exactly. The trigger no longer pulls you. Now you can still be triggered. Like right now in my life, my personal experience, and I talk about this with my clients all the time, especially my masterminds with more higher like coaches that are like at a certain quote unquote level where we're like, okay, we're amazing. We're great. Money's great. Business great. Enlightenment quote unquote is great. Whatever we perceive <laughs> in ourselves, but we're still triggered. But we're detached. I'm like, I did a joke uh, mm -hmm. reel about this last week, About it's like, I'm watching a movie and I'm eating popcorn when I'm triggered. I'm like, <laughs> like I could be triggered. And I could be like, Rawr! and then in like one millisecond, Philip jumps out of his body. He's like, oh snap, look at Phil. 
Phil's <laughs> Phil triggered. Oh, that's earlier childhood trauma from his father leaving when he was six. Oh, look at that. How beautiful. And I'm literally floating above my body. And I'm like, oh, and then there's that masculine wound from not having masculine leadership his whole life. And then confused about himself and confused about just, again, just 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 life in general and, and like not sure of his own identity. And then what does he do within that? And look how he's reacting to that person because of that wound. And I'm like, okay, let's get back into the body. Boom. And then immediately within that all happens in like whatever quantum time I leap back into my body and I'm like, oh, okay. That was a trigger. Let's make some lunch. <laughs> it's like, whatever. You're just mm-hmm. detached from it. And that yeah. it's a beautiful thing to witness. It's effed up too. Like when, when you're in it, you're like, oh snap, human, the human meat sack is like really a, a ball of just conditioned tra- traumatic responses. Mm-hmm. It, it's where it's like even the Bible is saying we're born in sin. Yeah, we're born in misstep. I mean, I can get meta about this too. It's like we're born in misstep sin in ancient Aramaic, just meaning uncentered, misstep, whatnot because the vibrational particles that are already vibrating from the voice of God, the the word, the vibration of the universe is already separate from the void because it's vibrating within it. The void is the atomic structures that vibrate are now already separate by merely their movement within the void. That separation from God life force that is we're born into sin. And then we're born with that vibration of oscillation which creates choice i'm probably getting too much in a tangent here but yeah <laughs> no I, I i love it and i i it's so interesting you say that the oscillation creates choice because in my last inner voice session with jen i like immediately like saw this image of like it was like these two like discs like just like sliding back and forth almost like it felt kind of like energetically like a tug of war and i think like the awareness that came through that is like it's like old me, old reality, new me, new reality. And it's like the oscillation and the tug. And it's like that it's in that oscillation. We, we can choose, we can have, we can see with awareness, right? We can become the observer and then we can choose and create a, a new, a new pattern and a new way and new programming for ourselves. Yes, that's it. And then the oscillation still continues. We just have the keys to reprogram <laughs> yes. the programming. Like I I look at enlightenment as you now have Mm -hmm. the keys to reprogram your programming, but the programming is still there. That's all you were, we were blind to it and it was running on auto programming from collective conditioning that created you beautiful. You're awake. You're like, oh snap. And then we get in that spiritual ego. We're like, I'm awake. You're not, I'm better than you. I mean, we all go through that shit. Right. And then when you get out of that, you're like, oh I just have keys now. I could change something, a behavior if I wanted to. Mm. I could change my hologram. I could I could choose my own adventure to a degree. I could not suffer and now live a life that I want and, in, and feel empowered to do so. Beautiful. But that's it. Nothing's really changed. It's interesting. My perception of everything changes. Mm. But nothing changes but everything changes. It's kind of weird. (laughs) Literally everything's yeah. Paradox, right? Like it's like, there's, it's like, you can want more and be happy where you are. And it's just like the, you you could go on and on with like the things like that, where it's just like everything is a paradox. And I found that's like the more I'm like willing and able to like 
not get attached to either side of the paradox and just say like, oh, okay, cool. Like there's both sides and to almost like hold both, like nothing is real and everything's real. <laughs> it's like holding both is like, yeah, I think it's like a presence and then like a going back into your body and remembering that like, oh, it's like all of these like seemingly opposing things like can exist at the same time. Yeah, it's, I think that goes back to the oscillation. So things are moving and oscillating mm -hmm. within the void. This is what actually gave us free will and choice, right? You moving and oscillating within the void gives you the polarity of left, right, up, yes. down, hot, cold, Democrat, Republican. I mean, it's like, it's just oscillation. And the polarity we're feeling in the field now is now the fact that energy has been accumulated on roughly, it's nuanced, it's oversimplifying here, two sides where you mm -hmm. very clearly see separation. And what is that calling out? It's calling out that we're still living in polarity yes, and we're not actually living in the interconnectedness of that. If anyone's looking at the video, my finger rotating around the sun, we're only thinking that there's only two degrees of movement instead of realizing that there's 360. Yes. It's infinite. When we can now fill in the nuanced feelings of how we feel about the pandemic, how we feel about, I did a post on, you know, what's going on with the pandemic and women's rights. And then there are people on both sides posting mm. and some argue, you know, I don't get too many, too many arguments, which is nice. I think people on my feet are quite um, eh, somewhat nourishing to each other. Somewhat. We're all still human. We have our triggers. God knows I've had mine on other people's po on other people's feeds. I've been there. But when we fill in the nuanced energies within our body, that's when we'll feel more union in society. And this Ooh. is an opportunity to feel that because now we're literally only feeling the duality. Mm. I mean, literally like we've like, closed off all the other vibrations and we've only allowed ourselves to go into one. And it's like, that's not like the fullness and wholeness of who we are in our experience. So it's exactly. what you're saying when we allow ourselves, like you said, to like, fill in all the different nuances of the of the like vibrations and energies and not just the one it's like that's when we're whole and that's when like the world is more whole would you say it's there's a question i have that i it's not for me to answer i just question it intimately for myself it's a, it's a, it's an open query there's a lot of talk about taking sides which side are you on Mm -hmm. Are you on this side? Are you on that side? Which side of women's abortion are you on with everything going on in Texas? Are you on this side? Are you pro-life or pro-choice? Which side of the pandemic are pro-vax or anti-vax? Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was even talking to my Canadian family. I'm from Canada originally about, there's a lot of the media here in Canada. It's interesting how they call everyone who doesn't take the vaccine anti-vax. And I'm like, that's so polarizing because I, yeah. I just being very transparent, I didn't take the vaccine. I have my reasons and I can get into that later. Um, I, I also teach my clients. I've had hundreds of clients heal physical disease and I've healed mm -hmm. disease. I literally help people with their immune system. So I do yeah. feel I have, I actually have data, blood tests, the whole shebang and so do my clients. So 100%. I'm, I, I'm a practitioner with data and proof. And so are all my colleagues. Yeah. So for people like us, we have tangible evidence that we feel safe yeah. and protected. Yeah. yeah. Like for we've people, experienced 
healing scene. we've experienced so we like can feel safe it within ourselves yeah exactly and there's a polarity right you feel to get back to the polarity and the duality and the tension of it right mm -hmm. on the flip side i can compassionately understand someone who is for the vaccine and i'm pro-vax too i'm like pro whatever you want whatever yes. you feel safe in i'm, I'm not anti-vax i'm pro your choice but they don't feel protected in their body enough to trust mm. it. So I'm not mm. going to, I'm not judging that. I'm like, beautiful. So take the jab, right. take it. If right. you feel more protected with that offering, then I think you should take, I told my mother, take it. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I, my family, mm. most of them, 90% mm. of them took it, but they don't feel our security and we don't feel theirs. Yeah. So the problem I find is when the media and when we as a, it's not even the media, but consciousness, what's happening is the polarity of separation. They label, we label them. They label us anti-vax. I'm like, I'm not anti-vax. I'm just pro that I trust my body and I have proof. Why do yeah. I need you to force me to put yeah. something in my body that here's the interesting thing about that, just to digress on it, because I think this is important. It still has to do with the energy and polarity, but we, we do live in this life. I'm all for it. Both sides don't trust the experiment of the other. That's what's happening. Mm. I don't trust the experiment of a vaccine that mm. has not been proven with side effects yet. And with some data, let's just call it out, that's still kind of hidden because it is run by a big, huge corporation. Flat out. So regardless if it works, which right now it's looking like it's even like working, not working, they might do a booster, they have to keep testing it, beautiful. They'll test it, they'll refine it, maybe it'll work better, great. Either way, I don't trust that experiment because it is. Mm -hmm. So fine, my choice. Everyone that's more for the vaccine that doesn't understand natural immunity, they don't trust natural immunity because they've never done it. Yeah. They, I, for 10 years, have been literally since Graves' disease, have worked. I have even, I mean, partners in another company too, where we have a holistic Ayurvedic fasting protocol that I've been doing twice a year for nine years. Like I, I just cleansed my gut last week. I, I'm on day 10 of my fast. The first eight days, I didn't have food for eight days. I'm literally oh on gosh. day 10. I, I just started eating yesterday. And it's like, so I cleanse the parasites and gut. I cleanse it every year. What am I doing? regulating my immune system, empowering my body consciously. My family, they don't, with love, they don't see that. So they don't feel it. I'm like, great, I can't force you. Mm -hmm. I've offered them the, 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 the protocol for free. They don't take it. I'm like, okay, beautiful. Yeah. Then go take the jab. But don't, I don't want to judge you. Don't judge me. And government, don't force me to do something when you don't understand yeah. my way. Yeah. So that's, that's the big thing I feel strongly. Yeah. I have to say that now no, that we're absolutely. off Instagram, I'm going to say it. <laughs> uh, absolutely. It's like, yes, like at least I'm, we're free on the podcast to say what we want to say. At least <laughs> I, I've tried to say this stuff on social media and it's been really hard. Sorry. I think I'm screaming in this house. Pardon me. Oh no, you're fine. I, yeah, I, I totally resonate with that. It, it's like, I need a sound booth. I'm like screaming apparently. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so interesting. It's like, can we I'm I'm with you on like can we let can we release the judgment? Can we have compassion and understanding for everyone's choices? And can we allow for everyone's choices? I think that's so huge. Like that's something that's been coming up for me 
a lot in the last few weeks is like fear of a choice being taken from me or fear of, you know, my fiance having to be forced to do this thing to keep his job. Like that Uh, feels so, I'm like, my mind wants to be like, this is fucking absurd. Like, this is not okay. And I wants to have a big reaction to it. Right. Like it's, I get so triggered and then I, have to like just like almost like yeah bring myself back into the now like okay it's it's all okay in the now it's all like unfolding as it's meant to and like this is actually like an activation for for all of us to to heal and it's like it's like bringing to the surface almost like what needs to be like released and like sorted out if that makes sense it totally does. And it's all fear. And we can't even, I can't judge that. We can't judge that either. Like these corporations, honestly, here's how I really think about it. People call them evil. This is my perspective. And this is my perspective from my perspective of understanding the codes of consciousness and how people's subconscious conditioning programs through even belief. I can't even, I mean, I, that's another podcast. We can do a whole thing on that. It's they're, everyone else in this world, the majority of society is legitimately scared because they don't know what we know. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. they don't, this is why we call it truth. We are here to empower people that your immune system is far stronger than you think. You have been led to believe that you are weak. Yes. You've been led to believe that you can't, you can't entrain a new frequency into your DNA, which has been proven with epigenetics. It's actually yeah. already been proven with epigenetics that your DNA, can we can, God, there's so many things to talk about today, but it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm ready for all of it. I'm like, let's, your, let's your, go. Your, your DNA. I want to explain this for some people that don't know about this, what's happening, how we can heal our immune systems. Again, it's, it, this is not subjective. This is proven, but like anything in life, it's to be mastered. It's nothing is 100%. Everyone know people that know me know that even though I've had an autoimmune disease, I've healed it. My endocrinologists in New York were flabbergasted that I didn't take out my thyroid, that I didn't take the hormone pills. They were flabbergasted that my eyes receded and I'm not permanently cross-eyed anymore. My eyes were bulging seven millimeters out of my eye socket. And they're like, how did you do it? I'm like, I ate vegetables and I meditated for years. And they couldn't, they even made me a case study. They couldn't believe it. And I'm like, what happens is the DNA that the cells that are informed by even the energy around the nucleus, the core of the DNA was, they thought everything was in the center where the DNA and the RNA and everything is, is in all the data is there. In the 50s and 40s, when they start to study DNA in the 60s and whatnot, like, and, and like the construct of it, even the human design project and how they're like looking into all the codes of the DNA, they threw out the energy part. They literally like, oh, there's nothing there. Let's throw that out. Let's look at the DNA RNA. It is like, and then they discovered just like 20, 30 years ago Mm. that, oh, snap, that energy informed how the DNA is programmed. Oh, so good. So they were looking at the like 0.000001%. They were looking at like, that is, and then, but the energy around it that they threw out, they literally mm. did that. They, they, they're like, okay, well, there's nothing there. Like, duh, there's wow. no, it, oh, like it doesn't exist. It's just empty space. It's yeah. just empty space, right? They, they threw that energy out. And in that, what happens is there are several factors. And Dr. Bruce Lipton writes a lot about this and Stanford has done studies. And it's our, like, it is affected by many other factors in life, your environment, your diet, chemistry, of course, but it's also affected by your thoughts. Your thoughts change the shape of it, which changes how the DNA is programmed. 
when we understand that, and then people like us for 10 years of cultivated, and I teach the somatic connection of harmony in the body that reharmonizes that piece of energy, which mm. then allows the DNA to do what it does best. It optimizes. My mentor, Dr. Linda Lancaster, this is what she teaches. It's like it harmonizes the cells. It harmonizes the body. Then the body's in an optimal state and it works at its best, i.e., to heal you. It's mm -hmm. not magic. It's not woo-woo, there's no crystals, there's no cauldron, it, that is it. <laughs> and when you cultivate that connection, that's what's healing. And when mm -hmm. people like us are trying to tell that to society when they haven't discovered it, yeah, of course they're running around in fear saying, Philip, you're spreading the virus, you, yeah. are, well, you don't yeah. have a vaccine. Yeah, and like, yeah. Mm -hmm. So I, I understand <sighs> they're, they're expressing their trauma. And so am I, you feel it? It's like, mm. and it's just the polarity of it. Yeah. And yeah, it's, there's so much to talk about here. It's crazy. We need to do Oh my gosh. Work. Yeah, I know there, <laughs> there's so much. So yeah, it's, it's so interesting about like healing. Cause I, I had, you know, many experiences of healing with many things internally. And one that really stands out is I had chronic back pain for over two years like I was in severe pain every single day just like fuck am I gonna have to live with this for the rest of my life is this is this how my body feels every day like forever is this ever gonna go away it's been two years like it's not it's not looking good right and I ended up reading this book called the great pain deception have you read it what, what's the book the great pain deception Oh no, I haven't. I haven't heard of it. Oh my gosh, I think you would love it. I I will literally like tell everyone, everyone in the world to read it. But it's I read that book and my back pain went away, like for good, just gone. And it's like the whole, the book. Like long story short, is is basically about like energy and like emotion stored in the body that then manifests as like physical disease. And it's like when you heal and like neutralize and harmonize like you said those like old emotions they're able to like process out and then the body's able to return to harmony and it's it's really it's so cool because it's like however long it took me to read that book which wasn't that long because I read really fast it's like it was just gone and it's not I didn't do anything different that's it it was that, just a it. different awareness in my body and being in experience and observation with the pain and not attached I, in my identity to the pain, if that makes sense. That's it. Your, your attention wasn't on the tension to reinforce the tension. Yeah. That's it. It's so beautiful. Yeah. That's it. And that's, that's the work that we teach now. Like all the work I teach, that's it. Somatic embodiment that releases disease, physical disease, autoimmune disease. I've had clients heal cancer. I've had women with in vitro processes that didn't work. And now evil have babies with like four to eight sessions with me. And all of a sudden they're like pregnant and, and it's like they're them and their husbands are so happy. They're like, Oh my God, how'd this happen? Mm -hmm. Even one of my dear friends called me yesterday, having a challenge with her second baby. We're going to do sessions for weeks now, starting this week. She's like one of my dear friends. I'm like, you're having a problem having a baby? Let's get on. Let's do it. Let's just do it. And it's happened before with so many of my clients. And it's happened tomorrow with, with thousands, tens of thousands, millions of people all over the world throughout time. Yeah. But modern science is still like confused. <laughs> and, and well, now I could say that there's doctors now grabbing it, right? And starting yeah. to understand it. But we're still on this bridge of like, oh, is that possible? Is that possible? 
when we've been taught, especially with allopathic medicine, which is 150 years old, by the way, modern medicine is 150 years old. And it is based on the, the, the idea that everything is kind of, there's something happening to you. Mm. And they need to take something out. Something's happening with your liver, you need to take it out. There's something mm. happening with your heart, you need to add something to it. It has never been about emotional regulation, what that has to do with hormones and what that has to do with your DNA and cells. That is the problem. And that's why we're fighting against so much this modern medical system, because while it does work, of course it does. Modern sciences have beautiful uncoverings all the time. But even modern medicine, most doctors have like what? This has already been proven two to three hours of nutritional counsel in their mm -hmm. entire doctorate degree. Like, what is that? And it's not even <laughs> only about the food. Now we know it's about what you and I are talking about. It's like, I know with this podcast, I'm probably preaching to the choir, but it's like, it, we know it has to do with our thoughts that inform it. And all we're doing is trying to release the trauma from the body. So even when you read a book, in however many hours or whatever that is, you're like, snap, I'm healed. <laughs> and what happened? You, you got your body into a state of ease mm. where you're no longer in a state of dis-ease. And if reading that book allows you to do that or someone doing a Reiki session allows them to do that, or for people like me, I teach my clients to do it themselves. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's all we're doing is getting your body into a state of hyper ease where you begin to heal disease. And it's actually very simple. It's not that complicated. Our society is just immensely confused. <laughs> yeah, it's like, and it, it, it makes sense, you know, to the conscious mind of like, oh, like, can we like trust that? Like, I don't know, like, will that work? Am I going to die? Am I not? Like, is this going to work? And like, it's, it's uh... of course, like, it, the unknown is scary and I think it but it's like if we it's like that's also where like infinite possibility lies infinite possibility doesn't lie in the known because in the known is just the known and it's all based on our experiences and past conditioning and it's like from that all we can cre create is to recreate what's been created but if we want to create like new it's like the, that's where the infinite possibilities lies in that unknown, in that yeah, uncertainty. And it's, it, it's hard for people to understand infinite. Someone even commented that on one of my feed this today or yesterday. And it, it, it's when we talk about infinity, most people don't, don't comprehend. Sometimes I like to even just talk about it. Like it's a toxic relationship. Would you, we're in a toxic relationship with ourselves and humanity. That's like what's happening. We don't trust ourselves. Mm, so we have, I, and I mean that quite literally. We're yeah. in a toxic relationship with ourself. We are so disconnected from our own power. We don't even believe it's possible. People yeah. go on my feed and they're, someone called me a charlatan this week. I'm like, whatever, <laughs> fine. Okay. I find that like, I can, I used to be so triggered by those comments. I'll be honest with you. Cause I'm like, I'm literally working my ass here trying to help people. And then someone calls me a charlatan. And now I'm like, oh, that's beautiful. That's their projection and perception of the world because they actually do perceive that. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, how sad. It's not their fault mm -hmm. that they perceive people like us as charlatans because they're like, how could that even be possible? That's bullshit. They call it bullshit. And I'm like, I get it. I get it. You think it's bullshit because your society told you that it's bullshit. So of course you think it's bullshit. You think me talking about healing naturally is bullshit, you know, and 
we're in a toxic relationship where we don't we can't trust ourselves because yeah. we've never we in the, these generations mm. we've never seen it or felt it so just like a toxic relationship do you think you're going to trust your partner if they've never shown you what trust truly feels like yes no so of course we're fighting each other of course we're more divisive yeah. than ever of course there's this side versus this side because we don't trust each other we don't mm -hmm. trust big pharma big pharma doesn't trust us because they're people too i mm -hmm. honor that the mm -hmm. ceos and the the people coming up with this vaccine and marketing it they're some of them i'm sure i'm going to just say this with compassion truly believe this is the only way yeah, yeah, 100%. There must be people there that aren't not necessarily evil. Right. By the way, the word evil just comes from devil, which comes from de-evolution. It just means that's it. It's just, so is it that they're evil or is it that their conditioning created that belief? And they're like, they're working their ass off night and day being like, let's come up with round two of the vaccine, round three, because it, it's right. kind of not working. It's working variants and they're working their ass. They're like, this is the only way. And people like Phil and Madison, mm -hmm. they're spreading it. No way. Just got to stop the mandates. <laughs> like I'm in, as of yesterday in Vancouver, Canada, they now have passports here. So I just got here to visit mm -hmm. my dad that I put in a senior home over the phone through COVID. And now I can't even go anywhere. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, we'll see what happens. But I get it. And what is there to do? Like, we fight the fight. They fight their fight until we all burn. I mean, it's... I asked yeah. people a question, though. A question for you, too, for anyone listening. Oh, this is... The, I didn't finish this question. I'm sorry, I digress a lot. Everyone wants to be on one side. And people say being in the middle is a bad thing. I know you hear this a lot. Like, well, you have to pick a side. You have to have side. beliefs or else you you're have just to have like... beliefs or you're just bypassing and you're, bypass, you're a bypasser. Yeah. And I, I just an honest question, because I'm questioning this myself. I don't have an answer. I'm like, I'm questioning myself. If everyone was in the middle, then there'd be no more fighting. I mean, then you wouldn't have a side. You just yeah. understand that we are all in the middle. Yeah, so and I think I'm kind of like yeah. I think truthfully, all of our like, you know, you call it inner voice, inner compass, source, truth, that like inner knowing, like all is in the middle. And it's just like our minds that like deviate from that like inner source of truth. And it's like that's where we get disconnected from our self-trust, is because we're like constantly like sourcing everything about life and what we do and what we think and what we say from like outside of us because that's what we're conditioned to believe to do and it's like we literally all have like the most powerful like source of guidance and wisdom and truth within us and of course we don't trust that if we haven't even given ourselves to see what happens when we when we listen to that truth within and and sometimes the noise outside is so loud that it's it can be like so hard to hear it it's the pendulum just keeps swinging the more i think the one thing most of this is this is this is seeing our energy work we're we're very familiar with with this energy of polarity because it's all physics we can feel the reality of a push and a pull mm -hmm. we can feel the tension of their side versus their side and if i keep feeding my side energy then i'm literally pulling back on a pendulum and if they keep, if you're, if anyone's looking at the video, if I'm moving one hand away from the other hand and both sides are really pulling away even more and holding on to their energy, holding on to their ego of identity to a side to begin with, then we're actually giving that field of energy, more energy, 
Mm-hmm. You're actually manifesting more separation because you're literally pulling away from each other, even more saying my side, my side, my side, your side, your side, your side. And this is like, look at my hands. It's like an elastic yeah, yeah. that you're literally creating more friction. In, in my world, in our world, what I truly feel is truth. And again, this is also conditioning. So we can wrap on about that too. <laughs> Is that I'm not, I'm not actually, a lot of people misconceive it as bypassing is not choosing the side. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, I, I see your side on the left mm-hmm. and I see the conditioning that created it. I also see mm-hmm. your side on the right. I also see the conditioning that created it. So I embody all sides. Yeah. It's like, you're not in it. You're observing it. I'm observing it. So I'm not, to me, I'm not bypassing. I'm actually more aware of it than you are. And I'm not fighting with anyone. Why? because I'm more aware of it than you are. So I ask anyone, and I'm asking an honest question. I'd love to have a conversation with someone who feels the opposite. I ask everyone, if you really, it's not about being on a side. It's about compassionately and empathetically understanding the conditioning that creates someone to even have a side. Then I can give them a hug. Then I could shake their hand then I can appreciate the trauma that informed that for them. I can appreciate the trauma that informed it for me. And then we're all not in the middle, not on the left, not on the right. We're all literally together. Yeah. And then we don't have differences. Yeah. It's like taking a, I'm going to plug in my charger. It's like taking a step back from the conditioning for a moment or for good. And then that's like where the the space to hear your truth comes that's comes it. through. That's it. And it's it's a beautiful place to be. And a lot of people think that middle ground is diluted. And that's where I think it's hard for people to imagine. I'm like, I'm not in the middle. Mm, yeah. I'm we're in all of it. I'm on your side and I'm on their side. Yeah, yeah. Like even on this trip from New York City to Vancouver and Texas and New Mexico and Arizona, I've rented houses from like Republicans with guns. And on one side, I've met people in, in, in camping areas and trailers that have like Trump signs on it. And we're just having a drink and we're like talking about our perspectives. And I've been to people in like Portland, which are on like, a, a, I'd say, known far left. And they're like talking with them about their stuff. And I'm just like, this is beautiful. Why can't we just do this? You yeah. know what I mean? Just, yeah. just, just chill and, and relate to each other. But yeah, that's yeah, beautiful. Yeah, and something all of my clients, pretty much all of my clients then in our inner voice sessions, their inner voices all say like, all is well. Like there is no like sides when we're in our, in our inner voice and in our intuition and in our truth and our source. And it's like, it's, it's, it's like, it's all okay. It's all what it is. It is what it is. And then, <laughs> and then you no longer force anything on anyone. If if the CEOs of these mm-hmm. companies actually felt that truth and the government, they would no longer force anything on anyone. They would realize that there's far more possibility if we all go into this together, not only one person's way, not my way either. Mm-hmm. I don't, here's the bottom line. I can't force anyone to do it naturally the way I do it because they haven't developed the experience. So if I told my mother to do this, could I, t- could I tell her don't take the vaccine? Honestly, no, she hasn't cultivated. This takes work. Yeah. And I'm still at risk. That doesn't mean I'm not at risk. It means that I feel I'm less at risk, just like mm-hmm. you. 
because mm-hmm. even you know so when we truly understand that i wouldn't force this on anyone it takes training you need to take my course for years then we can train you <laughs> it's like <laughs> you know we need to work on so much conditioning and diet for a long time so that's the point but so beautiful it's been oh, so beautiful so to much. talk about this with you you're welcome yeah, we need to do another yeah. one i do need to leave i apologize but yeah that's okay um, we can yeah we can wrap it up and Thank you so much for being here. You're welcome. And yeah, I'll let you go do your thing. Thank you. Sweet. It's been awesome. Thank you so much. I appreciate it, Madison. Thank you. uh, We'll definitely speak again soon. Yeah, 100%. Okay. Awesome. Bye, Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you loved it, please screenshot it and share it on Instagram so that other people can receive the magic from this episode as well. You can tag me at magnetically you and Phil at Philip Attar on Instagram, P-H-I-L-I-P-A-T-T-R. And since we had to wrap up so quickly, I also wanted to let you guys know where you can find Phil, work with him check him out, hang out with him, all the things. So he's on Instagram at Philip Attar and his website is philipattar.com. Again, it's P-H-I-L-I-P-A-T-T-R.com. So go follow him, go check it out and stay tuned because Phil is going to be coming back for a part two. So if you love this episode get excited because there is more to come, but thank you so much for listening. I'm so grateful to have you here and I hope something fucking magical happens in your world today. Thank you so much for listening to the Magnetically You podcast. If this episode served you, I ask that you share it with someone who it could make a difference for or share it on social media and tag me at Magnetically You. Make sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss any of the magic and it would mean the world to me if you would leave a review on iTunes. Thank you so, so much from the bottom of my heart for being here and I will see you in the next episode.